Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, number 163 for June 10th, 2016. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. What up, brother? Uh, not much. Okay, well, that's not going to make for a very interesting show. Okay. Uh, no i'm tired didn't sleep well uh but here i am damn it here you come to save the day well not quite but i'm I'm, I'm here uh okay i guess i'll save the day okay you solve you save the day i will uh sit here and crack wise okay okay and that'll be different from every other show how uh it's not (laughs) okay hey you know we're on uh, episode 163. They know what they're getting into now. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope yeah. so. So a uh, little bit of follow-up again. Uh, not really follow-up, I suppose. Just a new story uh, in what's going to be pretty much uh, the same old thing, I think, often now. Uh, there's another lawsuit about uh, stealing a song. Uh, this time it's a... Uh, well, we just had Robin Thicke uh, loss over Marvin Gaye Estate for the Blurred Line song, which was an awful lot of money. Uh, the Stairway to Heaven suit we talked about a little bit ago. It's coming up. That hasn't started yet, but uh, we're going to be following that one with some interest, or at least I will be. Uh, the new one is for $20 million, and it alleges a verbatim note-for-note copying of Ed Sheeran's hit Photograph and a song from the TV show The X Factor, which was recorded by Matt Cardle. Uh, which is called Amazing. Now, to have done the due diligence on this, that would have required me actually listening to Ed Sheeran, which uh, there's only so far I'm going to go for you guys. Not going to do that. So okay, yeah, I, I've I, never I, heard of Ed Sheeran, so I have no idea who this guy is. Never heard of Ed Sheeran? No. Wow, you are so far out of the pop culture hole, it's unbelievable. I try to stay as far away from that as I possibly <laughs> can, yes. Well, good job. Uh, if anyways, you, and look, if you won't even listen to it, then why would you give me shit for not listening to it? Because I have taste. Oh, apparently not. Okay. Okay. Anyways, this suit is going on. Um, I I don't know much about it again, like I said, because I haven't listened. But uh, the the wife and I were sitting around talking about this when it hit the news yesterday. and, And she said, well, that's how you know you've arrived. And that is the new reality of music. If you are, uh, if you've good enough, well, not good enough. Let's, that's ridiculous. If you've managed to actually make money, you're going to get sued. Yeah. You don't have to be very good to make money. We know that in tech, obviously. Yeah. Yes. But you do have to be quite lucky. Uh, and if you are lucky enough to have made money, you will be sued. Uh, there's an interesting article on Salon, uh, which kind of gets into this a bit more and asks the question, which is, is going to have to be figured out. What exactly makes a song unique? And it gets kind of into the weeds on it. I think it's a really good, uh, really good read if you're interested at all in this. Uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more lawsuits because just like, you know, it's just uh, lawyers have figured out there's money to be made here. Yeah, and I think at this point, it's pretty hard to tell sometimes what makes a song different because stylistically, I I read the actual article and I understood what they were talking about, you know, 39 notes in progression that make up 70% of the, (laughs) you know, the main piece of it. But it talks about, you know, key transitions and and tempo transitions and stuff like that. And it's like, but if you listen to almost any blues song or any... You know, Green Day song for that fact, it's like that the power chords are the same in all these other pop songs. It's like, how do you differentiate? Yeah, that's the interesting thing about this this particular lawsuit, because it's it's basically math as music is math. Uh, it's, it's specific to sheet notes and notes and all meters and things like that. While the Robin Thicke loss to the Marvin Gaye estate had nothing to do with that. It, it was, was about pure, feel. It's purely feel. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like you stole this. So give me five point three million dollars. OK, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's an interesting thing. We'll see what happens. I, I'm following all of these cases with a lot of interest, and I'm expecting to hear well, more anytime anybody that actually makes money releases new music. So I can't remember on the last show, did I talk about the, my broken iPhone 6? Uh, I think you mentioned something about it. You, okay. you, know how, you know how well I pay attention to you. I don't even remember these shows after I record. I'm going to have to go back and look at our notes to figure out what we talked about. So, yeah, I destroyed my iPhone 6 Plus, uh, like, massively. Okay. Um, I could see the, you know, the, the guts from the camera and all the stuff at the top. And pieces of glass were falling off on getting stuck to my face if I tried to use it. I went back to my 5S that I had thinking, okay, I'm going to ride it out till you know september october whenever the you know the new ones come out yeah that didn't last very long oh my yeah, the, god that thing is terrible you mean the 5s <laughs> that we talked about last week that uh, that tech writer over at salon called the best piece of equipment ever made it is one of the best designed phones but <laughs> the problem with it is i'm so used to the big one now i can't see anything so, yeah, I have a couple of friends that still are on the 5S, uh, in particular in Toronto. And, you know, there was a lot of passing around of phones to take pictures and things like that. And every time anybody handed me a 5S, I was like, what is this arcane brick? I, well, yeah, and the camera's so terrible on it, too. I took a couple of pictures of it, mainly the picture of my broken 6 Plus <laughs> and uh, the camera, which used to be, you know, top notch, top of the line, is now kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. But the big problem was. You get used to, you get, you know, muscle memory on the size of the keyboard. Yeah, and I've learned to, you know, not be able, that I have to like, you know, move my entire hand to get to an icon at the top of the screen. But the 5S, you can kind of use one thumb like, you know, you could in the old days. <laughs> but um, it was just not a pleasant experience. So yesterday I went and went to the Apple store and dropped 130 bucks and got my screen replaced. Okay. Well, I, I think that's, <laughs> that's wise. That's wise. It's a better thing. That muscle memory thing, by the way, is absolutely killing me. Because you're talking to a guy who has spent, uh, oh gosh, 30 plus years using PCs and PC keyboards and is now full-time Mac as of just like two months ago. Yeah. Killing me, killing me with the keyboard because I'm always looking for, you know, command or whatever, not the alter. Well, it's just killing me. Yeah, you'll get used to it, but it's going to take you, it's going to take you a while. <laughs> I know it's, it's 30 years of muscle memory I'm fighting against right now. Definitely. Uh, so we talked before about my uh, iPad not being able to update to 9.3.2 because they had that uh, update that bricked them and I got lucky on it. Yep. Um, but I updated it yesterday because the patch finally came out for it that worked. Uh, mm -hmm. What I forgot was our entire conversation about how terrible 9.3.2 is on battery life. Is exactly why <laughs> I have not updated yet. And I, I it's, it is a noticeable drop in in. Uh, perform or not not performance just battery life i can watch that number tick down as i'm using it because i used it today to like go through all of our show notes yeah. and i was just reading everything on it this morning it's like you know 47 46 <laughs> 45 yeah. i'm like are you kidding me yeah it's really bad and i can't believe apple hasn't like rushed to fix this i it's horrible i mean the two well not two weeks but the week and a half i spent in toronto i had to take my charger with me everywhere for the phone because i had done the update and yeah it just drains away and i didn't do it with the ipad for precisely that reason i can't have that happening with two devices especially since i was on as we've discussed in the past the ipad is the ultimate airplane device and there was no way i'm gonna i was gonna do that flight and just have it battery crap out on me yeah, no doubt. I wish I'd have remembered that. I was just like, oh, let's see if it, I was more intrigued if it was actually going to work. You know, that yeah. was my thing. I'm like, is this going to work this time? Yes, the update did work, but it <laughs> gave me a really crappy update. So thanks, yeah. Apple. 
Thanks, I appreciate Apple. that. Let's fix this, please. This battery thing. It's ridiculous. WWDC is coming, which means they'll be teasing everything else. That's everybody's busy right now. They're getting ready for the developers conference. And then there's going to be nobody home at the shop for, you know, while that's going on. So I wouldn't expect an update for this for a while, which is ridiculous. They need to hot patch this. They really do. It's bad. Uh, yep. Speaking of things that are bad, mm-hmm. I, what what was once good became bad. Blue Apron. I love what? the Blue Apron. Um, Hold on a second. Something in this economy 2.0 world that starts off really good ends up shitty. Yeah, I, I've I don't never heard of such things. It's interesting. the The problem that started to happen was well, there, there's two problems with Blue Apron that I had. First is I lost my cooking partner when I moved, so I didn't have anybody to cook with. So it wasn't as fun. You know, it's more fun when there's two of you. You can have a glass of wine and cook all the stuff up and talk to somebody and have have. The dog doesn't really talk back, so she's kind of boring, and she doesn't even get to eat the food. So it's just me in the kitchen by myself cooking this stuff up. Hold on, but, I got some whiskey through duty. For okay, there you go. Um, you might as well. You, you might want to top that off. I got a couple more later on. Um, mm-hmm. So I just skipped a bunch of meals because I, when I first got here to Chicago, I got two boxes of Blue Apron, but I was sick, um, and the food went bad. So that was just a waste of money right there. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing though was the, all the proteins that came that are usually frozen were all melted. So it's like you can't refreeze fish. So it's no. like I had to cook it right and it it just didn't work out. So I was I was really disappointed with their quality control that they have right now. And it also might be because I'm in the Midwest, which technically should be closer to Blue Apron than California, but it was super hot and it you know, I just don't think that they it might have sat in the warehouse too long. Who knows what the problem is, but there were definitely quality issues. Uh with two boxes in a row. So I canceled instead okay. of just skipping meals. I canceled. So I go to, I go to their cancellation system and this, this come, this comes to the actual point of the issue. Oh, there's a point. Yes, there is a point. Okay. I love one click cancels like HBO. Now I can one click cancel as soon as game of Thrones is over. And then when it comes back, I can go back and sign up. Don't have to talk to anybody. Don't have to do anything. Perfect. Right. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Same way. That's the way cancellation should be. Right. Um, but this comes back to the old days. So Blue Apron, I go to their site, go to all my stuff. Oh, I can, you know, turn off a few things here and there. But I, I have to go to their, you know, their FAQ and figure out how to cancel. To cancel, I have to email cancellation request at blueapron.com. Okay? Okay. Send in my cancellation request. How long did it tell you get a reply? Uh, reply came back in five minutes. That's good. Okay. It, it, it's an automated reply okay. with a link to the cancellation button. <laughs> yeah, they 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 put in this faux hoop that you have to jump through even though it's just a link. Yeah. And uh yeah, so anything to keep you there, man. Yeah, honestly, I mean that just reeks of desperation. So, I went to the thing, I clicked on it, and they don't actually they uh they basically put you on hold kind of like Facebook does. Where it's like if you'd like to reactivate your account at any time, just log back in and we'll start sending you food. Yeah, getting people to sign up is half the battle. Uh, customer acquisition costs are high, I guess. With all that podcast advertising they do, I should know. Uh, of they, course. They, yes. pay, they paid for a lot of their own product. <laughs> yep. So, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, pro tip, if uh, I, I, I was never too big of a fan of Blue Apron. I did try it once. I, I think the meals are nice. Uh, you can get the recipes from the website, and then you can just take your own ass to the store to buy them. Yeah, except some, sometimes you get some interesting ingredients that are really hard to get, like these mm-hmm. those damn Adam carrots were or Atlas carrots were right. really hard to get. But you know, after much experimentation, you can just use baby carrots. 
Yeah, you can you can substitute. And hey, you don't even really have to leave your house. You can just uh, do the Amazon delivery groceries. Yeah, true that. True that. Yeah. In the news. I was uh, on the Twitters last night mm-hmm. scouring for interesting things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And I found this new series that Wired uh, UK is doing called, um, uh, well, it's, a, it's a, I haven't actually figured out the name <laughs> of the series because the first episode is called Shenzhen, the Silicon Valley of hardware. But it's, yes. I think it's, a, it's all about like, you know, new cities is the, the title, but it's not future, actually. Future cities. Yeah. Future cities. Okay. Wasn't that a, an album from? Uh, uh, well, there's Future Sound of London. Yeah. I thought, okay. Future right. Cities, though, I think is an album from another electronica artist. I can't. Yeah, remember I, rem- I can. I can visualize the the album art for it. But um, as just okay, random tangent. <laughs> tangent. So I saw this this Shenzhen thing, and the only thing that caught me was um, friend of the show. Well, I don't know if she's a friend of the show, but she's a friend of mine, Shenny Jardin, uh, posted the link to it, and it talks about Bunny Bunny Huang. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. His real name's Andrew, but uh, we call him Bunny. He did the Chumby and stuff like that amazingly smart guy. And once I saw that he was in it, I'm like, okay, I got to go watch this because Bunny's amazing. Right. And he talks about the history of hardware development in the U S and how it made its way to China and Shenzhen and mm-hmm. gives you a little walkthrough of Shenzhen. And it was amazing. I loved this thing. It's 15 minutes long. You have to go watch it. And then you'll understand why manufacturing and electronics is getting trounced in the U S and why everybody is, you know, sitting around not doing much of anything except making apps that fart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. It it tells you exactly what's wrong with with the uh with our approach here to to tech versus what they're doing over there. Oh, and uh, work in work in general too. Oh, and work in general. I, again, you know, you're you're talking to a, a German. Um I just watched the Anthony Bourdain episode on uh on uh, Cologne in Germany, which was really interesting too, by the way. You've got to check that out. But, you know, it kept coming up. The Germans, they're so organized, the Germans, they're so driven, yet they still have so much free time. Well, yeah. Uh and you're you're also talking to a German who happens to be married to a Chinese girl. Uh so Chinese culture, very similar. I, these cultures are 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 killing us because they actually you know, they're organized and efficient and they do what they should be doing, not inventing little fart sounds and or watching know, the kardashians all day or, or watching the kardashians all day <laughs> I, I, I did find this absolutely fascinating i love the discussion about how um basically because of, of moore's law and and just the kind you know the continued evolution of of the actual equipment and speed that uh, people gave up on on the on the app and programming side on efficiency and optimization and how they've had to start doing that again because all of a sudden we've hit this wall um that was fascinating I loved it, um, and I love the city itself, and, and the and the discuss- You can see where the future city start stuff comes in if you, because that's in the background of the whole thing the whole time about how Shenzhen was basically a farming village up until you know fifteen twenty years ago, and all of a sudden it's this massive you know massive metropolis, and there's so many people there and so much interesting stuff going on, and it was built from the ground up in you know basically twenty years. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, it really kind of puts things in perspective, and. Uh, it, it, it makes us look like a bunch of pussies. Honestly, it really does. I think. No, I wouldn't say. I, I, to not, me, not it does. Pussy. I was 
It makes us look like the the fat slobs that just sit around and watch uh, crappy TV in that movie from uh, Judge. Yeah, idiocracy. That's, it's yeah, idiocracy. That's what it makes it looks, us look like. Yeah, that was that was my definition of pussy in that case. But if we we agree. We massively we, different definition. But okay. I know, I know. But we have uh, we, we we're getting to the same exact point though. Yes. Yeah. We uh, we're fat, lazy slobs who don't want to work and feel entitled, and everybody over there is busting their ass and learning things and kicking ass. Yep. And we are not. So check it out and uh, go learn to solder. <laughs> I guess the, the lesson of it. Those guys were crazy how they were doing stuff over there. Yeah, it's all about the hardware over there, which is fascinating. And it's, you know, we've talked about doing the Raspberry Pi stuff and we don't even do that. So we're an Arduino. Maybe it is time to go ahead and order one of those things. Well, I mean, the whole it is nice that the maker, you know, movement is actually happening. And but, you know, we're a generation and a half away for getting even close to back up to speed. So. Hopefully, by the time their economy collapses, we'll have enough people that we can take the jobs back. <laughs> yes, we're going to take it back. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of the whole maker thing, well, that's we'll get to there in a second. One quick tangent. What an interesting and thing that is happening in terms of content creation. Uh, just, you know, we've talked about the Semantic Norton doing their own documentary about the ha- these crazy hackers in the middle of nowhere. Now Wired is doing their own documentaries. Like what weirdness is going on in terms of I, it's such a bad time slash good time to be a content creator, right? Yeah. You just have to find patrons that are going to pay you to do it. Yeah. You know? That's how, that's how everything is done now. You don't create something and then make money off selling it. You find somebody who's got money that will pay you to do it. That's, that's just the way it's done now. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, anyways, yeah, uh, just an interesting we, tangent because yeah, I just found a- <laughs> it fascinating that Wired is creating this these documentaries, which are amazing. So. It, it was a gorgeous documentary, it, very well filmed. There was a little hiccup in the middle of it with the guys playing ping pong, but uh, there was some bad editing in there, I think. Uh, but the, the I don't know. you sent it to me at like way late last night and told me I had to watch it before way early this morning. So, I, you know, there was a bit of wine involved. I didn't catch that. OK, yeah, there was this part where like these guys that are making the ping pong practice robot, like it's cutting from bunny, like walking through Shenzhen and in the marketplace and fixing stuff. And then it cuts to this shot of these guys with like standing next to a ping pong table with nothing going on. It's like uh, you guys forgot to <laughs> cut that <laughs> bit, I think. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, okay. it's wa- it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I put it on a must watch list for sure. Okay. Uh, and getting back to the maker thing, I ran across an article on Vox, uh, Vox Technology area. Why home three D printing never lived up to the hype? Uh, this was obviously such a big thing throughout the life of our podcast when we started. Everybody was talking about it, and I was always like, "Well, what the hell am I going to do with one of these?" Turns out, that's how most people feel. Yeah, and we talked about the the downfall of MakerBot last week and how yeah. they were offshoring everything to China. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. does. It didn't really. It never really caught on because the just the quality wasn't there. The price was too high, and and it's just it's got too high of a barrier to entry for technical skills. You know, you got to learn. You got to know how to three D model and design and you know yeah. measure and stuff like yeah. that <laughs> and you know uh, you can order everything so goddamn cheap off amazon and it shows up the next day why have a 3d printer to recreate things and if you need something actually 3d printed if you're doing like rapid prototyping you're not yeah. going to have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar machine that can actually do it in the material that you need it to do to the tolerances that you need it to do so it's easier to just build your 3d model send it off and a week later the part shows up and it's 20 bucks you know yep exactly mm. 
Uh, good times. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, remember the anonymous messaging app secret? We both tried it on this podcast many, many, many moons ago. Yeah, I kind of barely remember it. Yeah, it, well, it's defunct, obviously. But the, Yeah, it died it, a while ago. David Patau? Patau! That's how I would always pronounce it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, co-founder and CEO has announced a new company on Tuesday. You're going to love this, Jason. I I, I read this. This is, yes. (laughs) Bold. Bold. A publishing tool for people to write things that they want to share with their co-workers. Um, As medium WordPress, but specifically for your office. Or you could just install medium and WordPress and just use it internally. Or just get some Slack accounts for your office. Or just use Slack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's this is absolutely nothing new, which is yep. also the same thing that Secret was. Secret was nothing new. So, yes. I mean, well, and he's got a million dollars in funding for this already. Yeah, but eventually, pow, we'll charge companies to use the platform, <laughs> but not right now. Uh, oh, yeah, this has all happened before. You know, if somebody just wants to give us a million bucks to fund something that already exists, just to get us on this train, because apparently that's all you have to do. You do it once. And then they just keep giving you money to go do knockoffs that fail. I think we should just recreate Gopher. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah. it'll just be G, was it G-F-R? G-P-H-E-R. I was thinking just G-F-R. Goofer. Or, it'll be Goofer. Yeah, that's too close to Giffer. Okay. See, we got to work this out here. We got. Let's whiteboard this. You know what? We need the million dollars for a branding expert so we can hire them to do our... <laughs> Wait, aren't we the branding experts? Well, shh. God damn it. It's a shell company. All right. Speaking of another company that sat around whiteboarding for a while, guess who's coming back? Guess who's back? Okay. I see Atari for some reason. Classic video game company Atari is coming back. Uh, They're not, unfortunately, rebranding themselves as ATRI, which would be awesome, uh, to make (laughs) smart home devices. Um, Yeah. Uh, This is an interesting one. Yeah. Not really. No. (laughs) This is is like when Napster came back. It's like somebody bought the name and did something Yes. Kind of similar, but not really. And so, uh, yeah, Atari has announced that it's teaming up with the French wireless company Sigfox to develop highly connectable home gizmos that don't require a lot of power. My only hope and the only reason that would get me to use anything like this is if I can control everything with the old school Atari joystick. That would be fun. Yes. yes. You have cartridges to plug in. For oh, your- that would be badass. <laughs> I'm going to plug in a cartridge for my, my, my thermostat. Then I have a cartridge to plug in for my cameras. <laughs> I have a cartridge for my dog tracker. <laughs> Where's my Fido cartridge? Okay. No, they say they want dog trackers. I, I know, but I still, it's, it's a tradition now. I have to take a drink every single time. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> good story. I loved it. I think it's, I think it's hilarious. But and I also don't. they talk about this. Bunny talked about exactly this when he was talking about how, what, you know, what people are trying to do with their gadgets now. So this ties into the Shenzhen video as well. So. Yeah, and I also want to propose that maybe we need to start up a new segment for the show. We did the Kickstarter and the balls for a while until we kind of ran that into the ground. Well, actually, they just destroyed us and we couldn't handle doing it anymore. Uh, we need a new segment now called Pivot Up My Ass. Okay. I'm just, we got to get Fogarty on the on the drop yeah, for it. got to get Fogarty on that. So listen up, Bob. Work it, warm up those vocal cords. Uh, he doesn't listen to this show. I know. Uh, <laughs> we talked about coin quite a lot uh, in the past, uh, coin being that uh, the new digital credit cards so you can scan all your cards into it and flip through them before you give it to someone and it never really worked very well in the old world a uh, friend of the show Fergal had one for a while didn't work in ATMs uh, endless problems with the batteries uh, outside of the fact that he paid 50 bucks for it and it took almost a year and a half Kickstarter in the balls to get to him uh, now they're acquired and defunct yep <laughs> uh, they got bought by a company called 
Plastic, which is P-L-A-S-T-C. So if you thought we were just making jokes earlier talking about Atari and all that sort of stuff, we're not because that's what everybody does with their names now. Um, so they, they're giving you the opportunity to trade up your extinct coin card for $50 off a plastic card pre-order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so friend of the show, Fergal, uh, looked at this and it's a $150 buy-in to get plastic. And it is just a pre-order because you don't know when you're actually going to get it. Again, see the almost a year and a half to get the original coin card. And he said, I quote, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sent off a, a note to also a friend of the show, Jordan, uh, who has one. And he, when I was up hanging out with him in San Jose, he tried to use his everywhere. And it was about 70% hit rate on it. Yeah, it just never really worked very well. And I don't see how plastic is any different. Except it's more expensive. Well, speaking of things that have failed, current C. Yes, <laughs> which is the the drink that I thought you took when you had a hangover. Uh, oh. yeah. Uh, I, well, I use Drip Drop, but uh, okay. yes, current C was the one that we had we had made fun of when it came out ages yes. and ages ago. Well, um, when they announced it would be coming out, did it ever actually even roll out? That's the whole point. It had never rolled out, and they've been firing people, and then Walmart jumped ship, and uh, they're dead in the water. All right. Well, and in the funny, the headline is great. Apple Pay competitor currency is the disaster everyone thought it would be. So, except for the fact that at the time, I don't recall a lot of people saying it's going to be a disaster. None of the stories said that. We'd said we said we said it. Yeah, we're like, why do we need another payment processor type? You know, it's just, you're just trying to skirt around Mastercard fees or Visa fees. Yep. 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 So Facebook Live. I hate Facebook Live. Uh, who doesn't? I mean, I theoretically, I wouldn't have much of a problem with it, except I can't. The notifications are killing me. I've I've actually unfollowed brands that I I would I was interested in following because they started to use Facebook Live, and oh, I would I've unfollowed notific- friends. How many have, friends have you un- unfollowed? I don't have any friends that are annoying enough to use it. Oh, I well, I don't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I had quite a few, but I don't anymore. Yeah. Uh, So a big story hit over, I guess, last week. A student watching a rom-com at an Illinois cinema. You should track this guy down, Jason. Yeah, it's down in Rosemont. It's not that far away. It's by the airport. He decided to use his phone to live stream the film to his Facebook feed because everybody wants to sit in front of their computer or on their phone watching a movie on Facebook. That's coming from somebody's cell phone that he's hand-holding yes. in a movie theater. Yeah. Yes, which, which will just be awesome. Uh, the theater claimed falsely that he had been arrested by police when they discovered this. Um, they, uh, The cinema, unbelievably, a cinema, I, I'm assuming this is a big chain cinema. It can't be like a mom and pop that's that's gone this far. Uh, they've hired a remote team in India to monitor uh, the web for illicit filming activity from their from their theater. Well, this is the, the actually the... Um the, the team was hired by the movie makers. Oh, okay. Not so, the yeah, theater. Not right. the theater itself. No. Because well, this that's, is... That's, uh, that's Time Magazine. That's bad journalism. Um, this is a direct quote from him. The cinema... Oh, yeah. A, the cinema arranged for a team. Oh, interesting. Okay. Maybe I could be wrong then. Huh. Okay. Or Time could be wrong. It's Time Magazine now. We know that they are not the bastion Jason of journalism they used to be. <laughs> Jason being wrong or Time Magazine being wrong? I vote mm-hmm. for Time Magazine being wrong because some of their stuff lately has been very bad. Okay. I'm sorry. A theater in Rosemont, Illinois is not going to like contract out to Hyderabad, India for an anti-piracy A-team to come well, out and watch for that's, everything. But that's what I was saying. I'm assuming this is like a massive like national theater chain, which okay. might 
So, anyways, who who cares? Who the, gives point, a shit? Yeah. the point being, something stupid happened. Uh, this, this kid did it. They got pissed off. They told him to call it down. Supposedly, he was arrested. He was never actually arrested. That was bullshit. Uh, they just removed all the content immediately from... See, again, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe Jason is better than time. Because if you're putting something up on Facebook Live, nothing is being saved to your device. And the next line in the story says, all the content immediately deleted from his device. See, that's None what that I'm saying. would have been on his device. Yes, it wouldn't be because it's streaming. That's exactly... That, None of this, none of this has the ring of truth, as Judge Judy would say. <laughs> Judge Judy, I, that oh my god, we just name checked Judge Judy. Hey man, she's like, rich. She's richer than all of us. <laughs> well, a lot of people are. Everybody that we just talked about in this entire <laughs> segment who are idiots are all richer than us, Jason. Probably the kid who was went to the movies is richer than we are. But. What What did you just say was the first thing on your to do list today? Uh, figure out how to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Now let's talk about a bunch of people that are way richer than us, uh, the NFL and all the players. Uh, there's a brouhaha starting to actually come out uh, in sports in general, really, about technology and how you use it, because it used to be you just go out there and you play the damn game. Uh, then you had charts and then you started to wear armbands that had different plays on it. And then you had microphones and, uh, you know, uh, thing in the helmets so you can start talking to each other. Uh, it's gotten to the point now where with big data and sports, big data, uh, you could basically just sit there and figure out most likely what every single player out there is going to do, what play they're going to run now, what this guy does, how fast this guy runs, how fast this guy runs in the fourth down on a Tuesday when it's slightly rainy, if you're on the East Coast. I mean, they've broken down stats to that point, and they're starting to wonder, well, why aren't we using this while we're playing? Yeah, it, well... It, is it, it just, really sports anymore? Yeah, it just takes kind of the fun out of it, you know? yeah. And yeah, you're also, you know, you have to wonder if, oh, how useful would this be if like, oh, you know, one of the players actually, are you then start tracking what they ate for dinner yesterday because maybe they've got a tummy ache today or maybe they had too many cocktails last night. Do you factor that into your calculation? So the, the running back for team blah, 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 you know, went out, had a big bowl of pasta and then washed it down with two bottles, bottles of Malbec. Well, he's not going to run as fast today. Do we factor that into our calculations for what we're doing that day? It yep. just it just becomes it's like just go play Xbox if you want to get get to that. If you want to watch some guys go out and beat the crap out of each other and throw a ball around, do that. Yep. Yeah, well, it's all it's all metrics now, and it's it's a real interesting argument about how how are they allowed to use it? Which ways are they allowed to use it? Are you going to have a bunch of you know kids just up on side of the field that are just crunching numbers and sending information to the coach and then transmitting that off to the quarterback during the games? Or it's basically at every sport. My beloved Dodgers just got in trouble recently. Well, they didn't get in trouble because technically it's not illegal or against the the rules of the game but the uh, new york mets complained to major league baseball about dodgers using electronic uh technology to place people in position depending on the batter because they have those kind of stats now i hate this this is the way the game has moved the shifting offense all the time now if you've got a batter that comes up that 75 percent of the time hits to the right field everybody shifts over and they've gotten to the point where they're like using laser pointers to point out where the players should be for every batter and it's coming down to even on the pitch that we're going to throw to this batter. Yeah, it's that's not sports anymore. No, it's <laughs> it's quantified sports. Yeah, it's, you know that's we've got the to- we've got the toys. Got to do something with them. You know? Yeah, and well, and it's big money. You know, that's so the, that's the real part. The real it's, thing it's, is this is it's big about money. winning. Yes, and, it's about uh, winning. If, you, if you've got this information and it does give you an edge, you're going to use it. 
So yeah. So what the Dodgers did was uh, maybe <laughs> not uh, illegal, but yeah. was it unethical? Well, let's talk about something else that is not illegal okay. but highly unethical. Yep. Google manipulating search results for Miss Hillary Clinton. I'm sorry, Mrs. Did, Hillary Clinton. Now, I, I didn't see this story yet. Did they really do this? Is this proven? Is this an accusation? So uh, here's yes. the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this. A uh, friend of mine sent me this yesterday on, uh, on Facebook. And mm-hmm. on Facebook, the video had 2.89 million views. I go over to YouTube, which is owned yep. by Google, and it had 90,000 views. Okay. I checked it this morning on on YouTube. It had two hundred thousand views. So, but it also got picked up by the Washington Post yep. and uh, a couple other places. I went and actually checked this last night, and this is about um, those pre-fill results. Like when you start typing something into Google, and yes. it'll give you the you know the predictions yes. on what it is. So, if you type in Hillary Clinton CRI, yes, on Bing and Yahoo, you'll get all of the criminal stuff from her past. Yeah, but you do not get that on Google. You get like her, her you know. I got I got crime reform exactly. Uh, you a get crime bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't get any of her or any of her tainted past. Right. And the the point is that Eric Schmidt is a huge Hillary Clinton supporter. Okay, and he's put like his weight behind her. So what the the accusation is is that they are actually scrubbing Google results for. Hmm. Hillary right now. Yeah, I just did Bing, Hillary Clinton crimes, Hillary Clinton criminal, Hillary Clinton criminal investigation, Hillary Clinton criminal record. Interesting. Yes. And if you watch the video, they talk about using Google's own tools against them to Mm -hmm. prove because Google says, oh, no, we populate that with what people are searching for. But if you actually go and use Google's tools, it shows that they're not searching for that. They're searching for the other stuff. Is it an algorithm like Facebook's algorithm? Yes, that apparently doesn't have people behind it. Is algorithm now a term for uh, six or seven 19 year olds that are underpaid in a room somewhere? Exactamundo. I, well, I don't think anybody at Google is underpaid. That's true. Um, but, you know, I, I've mentioned on the show before when I used to work at a search engine, I would screw around with the results. And, you know, I was very anti Bush. And well, I, would, I would screw around with the results for Bush. They are not beholden to not do that. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. Nope. Is it unethical? Yeah. Eh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, where does it say that everything that Google says is true? Oh boy. They've this already a... taken. They've already taken. Don't be evil off their their motto list. It was more of a guideline, not a real set in stone rule. <laughs> so Silicon Valley, man. I, I Gavin Belson's Hooli Scrub. Yeah. I mean that this is it in real life, and we'll have another story about it later. <laughs> yeah, the, the the writers over there have to be jumping for joy right now. They're like, yes, but we'll talk um, about we'll talk about Silicon Valley shortly. <laughs> uh, but back to Facebook. Uh huh. They just uh, since you know they are the the powerhouse behind Oculus. Yep. They have launched a new product called 360 Photos. Oh, great. More reason for me to block friends. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, it's just like looking at a picture, but there'll be a little compass at the bottom. I'm already fucking sick of your goddamn sunset photos, people. Well, then you don't have to click on it. So, But if you do click on it, then you can scroll around it and look you around. You say you don't have to click on it, but much like video, they'll probably start auto-scrolling. Uh, could be. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Auto-pan, yeah. Yep. Give it time. But it's yep. out. It's, it's, they're rolling it out now on the iOS and Android apps. And uh, soon you, if you have a, you know, an Oculus Rift or a Samsung Gear headset, you'll yep. be able to look around. Yep. Look around, look around. Look, look around. Up, look up and go down. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. And uh, Google's coming out with a new smartphone as well called mm-hmm. the Fab 2 because it's 6.4 inches. And uh, they teamed up with Lenovo to build basically an augmented reality phone. Oh, boy. So multiple cameras on the back uh, and overlays on the front. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get to strap this one to your face with a piece of cardboard, mm-hmm. uh, which you probably do. So there you go. Coming out uh, pretty soon. I think September. I, I, I like this because if I this this is perfect for me, because if I see somebody carrying around a Fab 2, I know to run away. Why? I, I, I think this is actually kind of fun because at least somebody's moving the tech along. It's not just another fucking iPhone. You know, it's something new. And I, I always thought aug- augmented reality would be fun, but yeah. I don't see anything wrong with this. I think, you know, I don't know what the price point's going to be. And it's not a bad looking phone. Yeah. It might be kind of fun. Who knows? <laughs> you know, you're not, you're not going to get off your iPhone. I, I actually wanted to bring that point up when I saw this and I was thinking about it because mm-hmm. I'm looking at my iPhone and, you know, We've always kept saying, you know, the app economy is dead. The app economy is dead. Mm-hmm. I look at my phone. I don't use any apps anymore, really. I barely do either. Yeah. There's almost uh, nothing on there that I use that I can't get on an Android. And since I'm not using all the apps, it's like that whole sunk cost fallacy. It's like, oh, I can't change from my iPhone just because I paid all this money for those other apps. But mm-hmm. I don't use them anymore. So who cares? It's money already your, wasted. Use your browser a lot and go on the web, right? Yeah, that's about it. You know what? And I use Gmail. Uh, when, did, when did the first iPhone and, the, and all the apps start? This is like, we're, we're, yeah. So at that point, I said, why would you build an app? It's got a browser on it. Well, that's well, originally when the first, the first mm. iPhone came out. That was Steve Jobs' thing. It's like, we don't really have an SDK because you have Safari. So build yeah. web apps. Yeah, I've been screaming that for years. Yeah, well, uh, now you can build all sorts of things. I have an app on my iPad where I can feed virtual cats which I don't even use anymore, but yeah, no, it's like, so I think the, the transition cost, I'd still keep, you know, all my Macs and my iPad cause I love my iPad. But mm-hmm. as, as far as a phone goes, my phone really is just for making phone calls and checking my email and looking stuff up to figure out where I'm going to go eat. Like, you know, I don't play games. I don't even check Facebook or Twitter anymore. I maybe use Instagram every now and again, but you know, kind of outgrown apps. Look at you. You're an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> One of the few. Who aren't th- a lot of us. Who to thunk it? <laughs> and we'll be right back. But now, a word from our sponsors. What is Loot Crate, Jason? Let me tell you. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for geeks, nerds, comic book lovers, and pop culture aficionados. Basically, us. Every month, subscribers receive a mystery box full of collectibles, figurines, apparel, and memorabilia. Each box contains at least $45 in value, and many items are exclusively crafted for the Loot Crate community. Each crate also has a theme centered around major franchises, theatrical releases, and events, and this month's theme is right up my alley. It's dystopia. Pop culture is full of brave new worlds and societies in flux that don't always turn out for the best. June's theme will be exploring some of the ways things can go wrong with dystopia. Featuring classics like Robocop, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and The Matrix, and new faves, Bioshock Infinite and Fallout 4. We've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, our dystoporific monthly tea. Yes, or you can just explore our news segment. (laughs) Dystoporific news. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely make sure you head to lootcrate.com slash grumpy. 
and mm-hmm. save three dollars off any new subscription. And if you don't go to lootcrate.com slash grumpy, we will be extraordinarily grumpy. That'll be dystopian for us because we need to make a buck or two. Security? Ha! Even the best of us don't use a uh, one password, apparently. Apparently not. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg himself uh, got hacked, probably most likely through the LinkedIn hack in 2012. So he never went and changed his password. Uh, According to the BBC, a hacker group uh, breached Zuckerberg's Pinterest. He has a Pinterest Uh, LinkedIn and Twitter accounts bragging to him in a tweet. Hey, we got access to your Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. We are just testing your security. Please DM us. Uh, Zuckerberg has not been active on any of those services for quite a long time. But uh, there you go. So he doesn't use one password. He, I, no, he does not use one password. And would you <laughs> would you like to know what his password was? I'm sure everybody's heard this by now, except for you. But uh, I have not heard it. What is his password? Da da da. Nice. Six characters, all lowercase. Da da da. Wow. Wasn't there a trio song called Da 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 or something like that? What you see is what you won't. Da <laughs> da da. It was a great song. I loved it. <laughs> Total 80s track. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I've never been a big fan of Oklahoma. Apologize to anybody that listens to this that's in Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, I'm sure if, if they live in Oklahoma, they know that it's yeah, it sucks. You know what you know what story is about to come too. Uh the Highway Patrol uh is using card readers to uh basically seize suspects' money for no particular reason whatsoever. Yeah, it, this is highway banditry, literally. It it is. It's ridiculous. They're using a, a technology called ERAD. Uh, they started Which is not very last- rad if you're the no. one on the other end of it. It's electronic recovery and access to data. Uh, the state police in Oklahoma started this last month. They can seize, and now it's only on prepaid cards, which already tells you it is disproportionately against the poor. Yep. Uh, which is bullshit. Or anybody at Father's Day going to Home Depot after they got their Home Depot gift card. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah. I got to do a run. Note uh, to self. <laughs> note to self. Yeah, the home improvement stuff is still uh, going on. But uh, yeah, so last month they basically just started using these uh, readers and are seizing uh, money from uh, debit or prepaid cards and freezing funds uh, without any warrants, without any cause. Without Zero anything. due process. Zero, Zero due, due process. process. They just, uh, if you did something and they, they, uh, they, they're not happy with you, they just take your money. If they don't like the cut of your jib and you have a debit card... You're you're basically fucked in Oklahoma. And uh, this better not spread. Fuck you, Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, I mean, this comes back to the civil for- forfeiture stuff that uh, they covered yeah. on last week tonight with John Oliver. And I put I put the link to the video in the show notes. If you haven't seen that, mm-hmm. this directly ties into it. And it is a must watch. Yes, it is. Uh, this isn't so much security, but it's still funny. OK. Uh, Domino's Pizza, yeah. who are, you know, they're at the forefront of the the app Car- revolution. revolution. Oh, uh, app revolution. I thought cardboard as uh, as food. Well, yes, yes. Yeah, um, okay. b- besides that, you can order a terrible pizza with one click with their thing. And now they're working on a zero click app where, where you just open the app and you don't close it in 10 seconds. A pizza will be on its way. <laughs> what? Um, yep. Um, there, uh, but here's the funny part. What they're doing now, this is down in Australia, which I thought the Australians had better taste than to eat Domino's pizza. Um, what they're doing is... If when you order your pizza, if you're coming in to pick it up, you can enable location services for the app. So it knows when you get close to the restaurant. So you can they the people in the restaurant will know when to start cooking your pizza. So as soon as you walk in, it comes out of the oven and goes in the box and into your hot little hands. All right. Three quick points. Um, yeah. Who the fuck 
goes to a Domino's to pick up a pizza. The only point in Domino's is they they bring the cardboard that you want to eat to you in thirty you're minutes too damn or less. Lazy. Yeah. Uh, secondly, calling it a restaurant, well, uh, is a stretch. Pizzeria, whatever you want to call it. Uh, even that's a stretch. Uh, and thirdly, yes. uh, as far as Australia goes, we did a story on Australia and pizza a couple episodes ago. So I'll just bring that back up and put that in the show links right now as well. The Australian Domino's pizza delivering robot. Right. That's what I'm saying. These guys are at the forefront yeah. of yeah. trying to get you really <laughs> shitty pizza in, yeah. in novel, in technologically unique ways. Yes. Well, I, I just love this. If you leave the app open for 10 seconds, it sends you a pizza. It's kind of like life alert for fat asses. Well, yeah. And what if you butt dial uh, an extra large <laughs> well, with your giant fat ass? Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Comment of the week. Our first comments of the week come from iTunes. Great listen. Well worth the time. Five stars from Jody H. I believe that's how it'd be pronounced. Okay. Um, while I don't always agree with their takes, I don't agree with myself all the time either. Great information and lots of fun. Even love the sponsorships if it keeps the podcast going. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, you hear that two-star guy who doesn't <laughs> like our pre- and post-rolls? Ha. Ha. <laughs> uh, another one called, uh, titled Great Show. This is from Dark underscore Rain. Uh, any relation to Chocolate Rain? By uh, any chance? Or Purple Rain? Uh, or purple rain. I just found this podcast a few days ago and feel like I have been really missing out. Well, there's one. I am <laughs> glad you have archives I can listen to. Don't be so well. <laughs> don't tell you. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't start dip, at the beginning. <laughs> don't dip below 50, I'd say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, delightful and entertaining. Five stars by Jason Incognito. And it's not me, I promise. Okay. Even though I don't always agree with the commentary offered by Brian and Jason, I'm, I'm noticing a theme here. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Their observations are keen and their discussions are frequently insightful and routinely hilarious. This is one of about three podcasts that I almost never miss. What do you mean almost? Come on, man. Never miss. And I'm just, oh wait, <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I sympathize with people like me, 44 years old, living in the Midwest, who bounced back and forth between the Midwest and the West Coast. Rock on. Now, so, I and I swear to God, it is not me. <laughs> I was, I am suspicious that this is you, except if it would have been you, the first line would have been, even though I don't always agree with the commentary offered by Brian. Exactly. That's out, so yeah, no, yeah, I would, I, know, I would, I I would not have left that, that, that on the table. I would Look, not leave an insult like that on the table. <laughs> I am totally okay with the theme that seems to be emerging because the whole point, and the reason I think this is emerging is because I went ape shit about this on like three episodes ago. Yep. The point of a podcast is because we have opinions, whether you agree with them or not is neither here nor there. The whole point is the discussion. So yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, you everybody. Yes. All right. Uh, Twitter, Keith Potsrats is, uh, he tweeted getting my GOG podcast on great stuff, guys. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Yes. And moving on to grumpyoldgeeks.com feedback. Mm -hmm. Anonymous writes in, and and by the way, this is only anonymous because he didn't check or she didn't check the checkbox, but mm -hmm. it's a great question, so we're using it. Uh, if you do send us a comment and you want your name read on the air, make sure you check the checkbox. Question for the geeks. Hello again, gentlemen. Hmm. Has Brian started a betting pool as to when Jason will move back to LA? I'm very uh, happy it hasn't been the end of the podcast. <laughs> Even better news was the return of Does It Have Legs, at least until the bad weather chases Jason away again. Thanks for the great podcast, though. Between Grumpy Old Geeks, SpyCast, and the Tech Policy Podcast, my reading list is approaching four pages of lists. I would recommend Tech Policy's episodes on Bitcoin if you're still interested in learning. However, their position on the gig economy may make Brian go postal. <laughs> Someone please film it if he listens to any other episodes. Grump on, dudes. 
Uh, thanks, Anonymous. Uh, I have not listened to the Tech Policy Podcast. I will add that, and I'm definitely interested in their take on the gig economy, and I'm sure it will drive me crazy. Uh, friends of the show, Dr. David Teeter, Bob, uh, you owe me money for the squares on the uh, Jason betting pool. Uh <laughs> They're, they, they're, they're both very pissed off at me right now because my comments about their bad driving. <laughs> yeah, I saw something going on on Facebook. About yeah, that. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not very happy with me about that one. But uh, uh, continue. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how much we want to read from this one, Jason. So I, think, I, think we should, I think we should actually just link to it in the show notes because it's it's a very long read. And okay. if, we, if we read bits of it, it'll be taken out of context. All right, I read so the whole is- thing today. Yeah, it's long. This is from Des Jones. Hi, guys. Don't know if you saw this or not, but it's one of the best things I've read in a very long time. Unnecessariat. Uh, the writer describes the condition of those of us who are becoming more and more unnecessary to the economy. I did skim through this. It's really interesting. So um, we'll just put the link in the show notes and uh, go read it. Yeah, definitely go read it. It's, it you know, it kind of bounces all over the place. And some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. It's very interesting, though, and mm-hmm. it's well worth the time. I read the whole thing this morning, so it's... Um, that's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sending that in, Des. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Preach. Uh, you, preach. You can find us on Twitter <laughs> at GOG Podcast, on Instagram at Grumpy Old Geeks, or at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG. We have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air and use your name if you do the little checkbox. If you have friends, please tell them about the show. And please, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review. They really do help us out. And it'll only take a minute or two. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and it'll take you right there. And feel free to say our opinions are right. Or not. Library. Last week I talked about reading the new uh, book by Lois McMaster Bujold in the Vork Hosigan series, Gentleman Joel and the Red Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was not a good book. <clears throat> I, I know you don't like her books. You couldn't get into them, but no, I just couldn't do it. I've read all of them in the series and they've all been four and five stars in my book just because I, I, I think it's because I started in the middle and worked my way back both ways to so I, so got, they, I think I got the best book first. And they then, suck so, at the beginning and the end? No, they, everything has been great. This is the only book that I have not actually – and it was a th- I gave it a three out of five. The story was – because she's wrapping up the universe because mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, mainly about one family, like all the way through, a, a very small family. Right. And the main character is the son, but now it's like, you know, they're wrapping up a lot of the different timelines. And I think this this one or the next one will be the last – but this one was definitely the weakest of all of them that I've read, which was okay. just kind of, it was a bummer. So oh, sorry, sorry to hear it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I finally read The Dirt, Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band, which friend of the show Greg Bell has been trying to get me to read for about 10 years. Uh, uh, it was it was fun. OK, <laughs> uh, what what struck me and I will now use the word appropriately uh, is how much of big pussies these guys were. How so? For being like super huge rock stars and and like, you know, this is all supposed to be about how badass they were and all they did was drink and screw and blah, blah, blah. The the entire book is full of them just whining and bitching about each other, about the horrible things that have happened to them. Wow, 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 wow. You guys are, Motley Crue are a bunch of fucking pussies. Well, you see, here's (laughs) here's the thing that I always, this is, it's interesting that you say that because you know, rock stars have this, you know, macho bravado bullshit going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you play music. 
you're not you're not warriors, you're not gladiators, <laughs> you're not bouncers, you're not weightlifters. You don't do anything physical except jump around in your tight little pants and are really good at playing music. But yeah. you're not brawlers or anything tough. You know, you get basically, you know, chicks for free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. money for nothing. So. Yeah, it's just insane. I mean, I enjoyed the book. It was funny. They're, they're just all just such whiny, like, bitches. And Tommy Lee, man, there's got to be seven brain cells there holding that guy together. Well, because all of his blood's somewhere else. <laughs> it's like every other word is dude or bro or bra. And, you know, just the and the esteem these guys hold themselves in as if they did something important. You were in yeah. Motley Crue. Come that's on. What, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm like, you, you guys play music. It's not like you're you're not saving the world here. But no. And as far as like a hardcore band, man, you guys got nothing on Zeppelin. Uh, well, so anyways, it was a fun book. Uh, it was kind of I was actually kind of bummed that the story ended when it did. I realized the book is that old. Uh, I would love to hear about what they've been doing now. Continued in that voice. I would love some subsequent chapters on this about like now nobody knows who they are at all. Well, give uh, Neil, Neil Strauss a call and see if he'll do a follow-up. Yep, get on that. So apparently the follow-up is they've all written their own books since then. So Nikki Six has like two of them. Tommy Lee has one. I can't imagine the Tommy Lee book. I mean, that's got to be dude bra, dude bra, dude bra, dude bra. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that he fucking says. Um, dude bra, dude bra, hot chick. That's yep. it. That's what he's got. So there you go. Uh, it was fun read. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Next up. Uh, Kevin Kelly's The Inevitable, Understanding the 12 Technological Forces That Will Shape Our Future. Okay. I, I got it. I, it just came out. This is one of those ones where I think we should probably both check it out. Oh, no, you're giving me homework. No, I'm I'm saying probably. I'll, I'll read it first. You don't have to. I okay. just I know that I did the edit for his podcast with Tim Ferriss. So I know a lot about what's you know coming in the book and his his stance on it. And his stance is very completely opposite of what you and I think. Okay. That's why I think it's it's very funny. He's very optimistic about the future and, you know, in technology and all that stuff. But yeah, we'll see. Right. Okay, we'll see. Uh, let me know how it is. If you like it, I'll go in and get it and we can talk about it. Okay, well, yeah, I will do a, a, a <laughs> uh, non-spoilery review then next week because it's, uh, it's next up in the queue. Excellent. Software, apps, and gadgets. Remember when a friend of the show gave me the Hear Active Listening Devices to give a shot? The, yep. the earbuds that let you change your situation around you and create your own personal listening environment. And I couldn't figure out what the hell anybody would use these things for. Yep. Yeah, and then they did that whole Coachella thing, and we've not heard anything about them after that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Army has their own version, and this is what you can really do with it if you push the technology even further. They have smart earplugs that damp explosive noise but can enhance whispers. This is basically the hear device on drugs. Yeah, I I saw your link to this. I heard this like mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. So I think they're repurposing this story in yeah. different places. It's like, you know, it appeared, you know, originally appeared here, but mm -hmm. wherever I heard it, I heard it like three or four weeks ago. And, yeah. uh, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. So it, I mean, you know, I always saw the there there is a use for something like that, uh, for what here active listening try to do. I just never thought it was for the general consumer. You know, no, this is, definitely. This, is, uh, this this makes sense to me. And it does, cool. and it yeah. I I bet their technology is way beyond what here is doing. And I don't think that you're going to be able to get these in the civilian world for quite some time, probably because they don't want the other armies to have them. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the technology is, I'm sure, way beyond it. I'm sure the packaging doesn't come with a bunch of things saying this is not a medical device. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> stay, it just says stay away from AK-47s. Yes. Um, duck. 
<laughs> so uh, the Nest security cam. Yes. I, I picked one up because mm-hmm. I need I needed one for the house for various reasons. Um, yeah. Two things first. It's yep. gorgeously designed. Yep. It's very nice. Like the, the way it sticks to the wall is all magnets. You know, you just put mm-hmm. a little magnetic plate on the wall and then it's it's got very good range of motion, very good uh, wide field view. Uh, the video quality is 1080p, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yep. The the downsides. Oh, and the night vision is 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 perfect. It's just black and white, but it's really good. So I bought it for 199. I went back to Amazon to go look to see about getting another one and seeing there's some other single things I'll tell you about in a second. The next time I went, it was 150. And okay. I'm like, uh, okay. So then I signed out of Amazon and went to an incognito browser. Mm-hmm. And it was one ninety nine again. Interesting. So they apparently, if you buy one, they give you an auto discount for fifty bucks on the next one. Interesting. Very strange. Yes, yeah. because I, I I was looking into them. Like, okay, if to you know, kind of cover the house, I need four of them, which is fairly expensive. Yeah, because it's pretty pricey. It's pricey, and what they kill you with is their uh, Nest Aware package, which is what happens is. All of the video gets streamed to the cloud. Of course. And it costs you a hundred bucks a year for the first camera and mm-hmm. fifty bucks a year for each individual camera. And for that they'll store ten days worth of video. They'll let now, you make clips and send out the clips and you can do a bunch of other stuff. Now, quick question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure I know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And I'm also sure I know what the answer should be. Instead of using theirs, can you configure it so it goes to a drive? that you choose to use. Absolutely not. Of course not. Yeah, of yeah. course not. Um, so I'm going to skip the rest of the Nest security cams Yeah, and uh, figure out another, another solution. I'm going to keep the one I have because it's, it's actually really nice for the one, the main room mm-hmm. and it's uh, covers it really well. And the video is great. And I'll just use it as a live camera, you know, yeah. and not get the, you know, the hundred dollar a year package because that's, I understand where they're coming from. It is a lot of bandwidth. It is a lot of disk space because they yeah. are, there are, they, that's a legitimate cost. Yeah. Um, it is, but you should have the option and the ability to use your own solution in addition should. to theirs. You that, should. That's, yeah. They should not tie you into their ecosystem and their, their pricing structure. That's and, not fair. And here's another one of the annoying things. If you're a software guy, you know, you, you'll, you'll get pissed off at this one too. On the in the app for the camera, you can create what are, what are called security zones. You know, it's mm-hmm. basically the zones that you want it to monitor for motion detection. Yeah, I used to buy a twenty five dollars shareware app for my Mac that would let me plug in any webcam and set up as many zones as I wanted. Mm-hmm. This you have to buy their their package, yeah, to get notifications from those zones, and you only get four per camera. On otherwise, it's just a live camera that I can lo- I can still log into it from my phone anywhere. Which is mm-hmm. nice. You know, it'll just be a live camera in my house. And if there's motion in anywhere in the field, I'll get an alert. Right. But I can't set up those zones, which, you know, there is no reason whatsoever that should not be part of the app and built into the camera itself. That is that's a ripoff. Yeah. yeah. So all in all, I'm going to say skip the Nest Cam and uh, I'll keep you up to date if I find anything else that is more affordable and more versatile, because I, I definitely think that there's a way to be able to plug this stuff up to S3 and go from there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If you need, if you because you don't want it on site, that's the whole point. You do want it to stream somewhere off site. No, that's true. Or you have a drive that's a in a fireproof uh, lockbox that somebody can, if somebody breaks into your house, can pick it up and take with them. You know, yeah. that's that's the point that why I see it being in the cloud is like, 
oh, somebody broke into my house. They stole all my computers and the camera. Hmm. Well, there's there's no lack of uh, cheaper, more affordable cloud solutions out there. That's that's my only point. The only ones that I could find are they're they're comparable. I mean, the prices the prices nowadays are pretty close to the same. So if you find any good ones, let me know. And if you're listening to the show and have any suggestions, please yes. write me at Jason at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, and I will definitely check them out because I'm in the market for a full home um, internet-aware security system. Excellent. That's not based on my cable company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, France, the Euro 2016 soccer championship begins today. Uh, France is hosting it. Along with that, they have launched their own app meant to warn about terrorist attacks. Which how, I find, how does that work? Well, uh, that's a good question because it's all in French. Uh, it's also known as SAIP. Uh, they have developed the app in response to the terror attacks in Paris last November. And obviously with all the stuff going on there this summer, it's uh, they're at high alert. The app tracks users' locations so it can send relevant updates for their immediate surroundings. Users can also set up alerts to stay updated to what's going on in eight different postal codes. Officials claim that the data collected on the app is private and secure. In an emergency, the app will offer safety directions and information about what's going on. Uh, this is obviously, in a, you know, Facebook has been doing this sort of thing for a little bit now, and they're just trying to do it uh, in a different way, um, you know, and keep it kind of a, a, an official government thing rather than, you know, Facebook. So, yeah, this 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 worries me um, because uh, it, it, like, is it going to yes. work? Is it going to actually work? <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I don't see why not. It's just a simple app that they can push information out to. Well, um, no, if, if, if there's, if they're telling you where to go to safety, things like that, you know, escape routes and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that's very dicey, especially if they send you into, you know, the next, so the terrorists, they have the app too. They're like, Oh, if you're at this, this location, go here. They send the next bomber to wherever everybody's going. And then blow, yeah, blows up everybody there. Yeah, you, know? you see, you see the worst in, in everything, but you got to have well, something. I mean, that could happen. Yeah, if that, you're thinking about Jason, it, you got to. Jason, that'll happen without the app. There, there are still different ways that this information is disseminated: TV, radio, etc. So this is just putting the same information in a more convenient way to get it. And you know, information helps. I know. I'm just it, saying it can it, potentially it, hurt too. But yeah, it yeah. can potentially hurt. That's more worrisome is I'm kind of okay with this happening in Europe because Europe does still claim some degree of actually they actually believe in privacy to some degree. I would never use this in the U.S. With oh, the hell US no. Put these out, I would never ever install this on my phone. Oh, we'll just keep track of where you're going at all times. Yeah. Okay, that should go real well here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least they have privacy laws. If anything else. Yeah, so um, I'm not worried about the government I, I, in France over there. I'm sure that that information is not being collected or tracked or whatever. Um, yeah, the app is only doing what it's meant to do. Not well, the, you know, ever since the terrorist attacks, you never know because that was the impetus for the NSA getting all their overreaching rules yes. over here. So we'll see if the French can – if they can withstand it. Hopefully they can better than we have. And hopefully this app will not need to be used at all. Yeah, summer. definitely. So that is the hope. Now, uh, an app that I did get this week that I – thought was amazing. It's called Twisted Wave. Mm -hmm. And it's a waveform editor for the iPhone and the iPad. Interesting. I don't need a waveform editor for my phone, but I no. do need one for my iPad. <laughs> yeah. Just for the nature of my work. I need to like, when I get edits back from my, you know, my remote editors, they put yeah. them up in Dropbox. So now this will actually sync with Dropbox. It'll download a copy from Dropbox of the master wave. And mm -hmm. I can sit there and go through the wave and like do marker points. I can also do cuts, edits, save it back out to Dropbox all from my bed with my iPad pro and my pencil, you know? All right. Now I personally have a problem even using a uh, copy and paste and select uh, on text. 
Um, I find it to be incredibly frustrating and not terribly accurate. How accurate are you getting with your cut points in this? Oh, uh, you can you can pinch and zoom and get like way down to the waveform. You All can right. get extremely you can get extremely precise with it. It's a really good uh, waveform editor. I was I was amazed. And it's still, and it's got, you know, features in there like high pass, low pass filters, all sorts of, you know, the, the standard, you know, audio filters that, which I'd never use for this stuff because it's already been processed, but it has it. Right. Um, but the, the grant, the, no, it's 10 bucks for the just twisted wave for OSX price 79.90. Uh, that's not the one that I got. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just clicked on the purchase. Purchase that's for oh yeah that, that's for oh, OS ten yeah well, well, I'm I'm on the other mobile page and I hit purchase uh well you know what well their website sucks their website sucks their UI <laughs> isn't the best but uh, yeah if for if you go to the very bottom it said Twisted Wave is available now on the iTunes App Store so that's the one that you want to go to um all the I mean it's great it it does the job so for ten bucks. It has been completely worth it because I don't want to sit there with my laptop at night getting like super hot just just so I can listen to some, you know, audio before I go to bed to spot check it. Right. Listening to our dulcet tones as you're late getting our show out. Well, that was that's a different that's a different story. I cannot I cannot listen to (laughs) I was sick. So that was that's why I know I'm just giving you shit because, you know, Um, and our show is done in logic. If they had logic for iPad. I would spend another $200 for it. That would be great. But because GarageBand for iPad is a useless pile of crap. It's not a waveform editor. It's just made for tapping on the screen to make music. Uh, well, yeah, music is debatable. Well, that, there you go. So yeah. like I said, useless piece of crap. Yeah. And as we talked about at the top of the show, the muscle memory thing and, and my struggles having done PC for 30 years and now entirely on Mac, uh, I found a very helpful uh, site, Dan Rodney, uh, danrodney.com slash Mac. It's a Mac keyboard shortcuts. It's uh, just a comprehensive list of almost every shortcut there is for a gazillion different programs. I've I found myself going back and forth to this as I'm just trying to train myself of to do things quicker and faster because basically, you know, as you imagine, when you start off, you're just using the mouse and going, where, what, what, what where does, where are the preferences and all that sort of stuff. So uh, this is command comma for preferences always. Well, yes, I know that now thanks to this site. So if you are, and it's also got multi-touch, all the different multi-touch, touch gestures, uh, recommended apps. Uh, it's a really good, a, a good starter. If you're new to Mac, like me, I went and looked at it just to make sure that I could, you know, you could I, I could get I could vouch for it and I can. It's there there are a couple on there that I didn't even know, which are good. Um yeah. it's 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 a pretty comprehensive list. There's there's some stuff on there that I would add, but uh for the most part, it's a it's a good list. So if you're yeah. if you're getting into Mac for the first time, um, or just want a refresher and get your, you know, your power user on, definitely check it out. Yep, it's very cool. And uh new emojis are coming. Now I would much prefer that uh, you know, Apple actually release an update that means my battery doesn't drain, but uh when the update does come, hopefully we will be getting some of these new emojis. They include avocado and bacon. Yeah. I'm excited about the bacon emoji and the goal <laughs> net because it can replace hashtag goals, which all of us soccer fans have been worried about. Well, worried about whatever. Uh but it's also gonna be a bit too late because by the time this comes out, all the major summer tournaments will already be over. So thanks for nothing. There you go. So, you know, since this is an international body that creates these uh, emojis, I went to the actual site and started to pull up some of the the other new ones that are coming out because the Mm -hmm. Time article only has a couple of them. Yes. Leaving out information much? Yes. Uh, That's (laughs) time.com for you now. Uh, Unicode.org has a list of the recently recently released emojis. Yes. Fucking clowns. Are you serious? 
mm-hmm. clowns. We have I like clown the, emojis. I like facepalm. <sighs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I like the black heart. I also enjoy that one. The fisting one, though, on the other hand, is a little bit weird. Uh, where's the fisting one? I kind of missed that one. Uh, oh, 18 and 19. You oh, can that's fist, yeah, that would that, that's that's a fist it's a, to do a fist bump. But I can see how we could ha- have some fun with that for sure. Yeah, a little bit. And the selfie one, number 15, should just I, I'm saying this now. We should just call that one the Kardashian. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, but you have ducks, you know, we have ducks now and deer and rhinoceroses and stuff like that. And, and and for some reason the wilted flower <laughs> that is that's that's the <laughs> you're home alone spanking it on Valentine's Day emoji. Yeah, and uh, thank God we do have the whiskey glass now. Finally, on uh, and the uh, candidates that are coming out. I thought you would like this one because one of them's a curling stone, which I thought <laughs> was pretty funny. Uh, and the other one is uh, Chinese takeout with you know I the like little the box fortune- with the thing. Yeah, and the fortune cookie and the dumpling and the chopsticks. I like how we're getting all inclusive with our emojis. So I'm like, I don't know why this, why these are candidates. Just there's no, there's no debate. Make this happen, bitches. Yeah, just do it. We'll be right back. Enjoy a word from our sponsors. Media candy. Uh, you are probably not watching the Americans because it does not have the sort of buzz that Game of Thrones has or, or many of these other super popular shows right now. But you should be. Um, the season finale was just uh, the other day. No it spoilers. Is, no spoilers. I'm not going to do any spoilers. I'm just saying you need to be watching the show because it is absolutely fantastic. I watched I, the I, first I three it. episodes and stopped for some reason. I can't remember why I stopped, but I watched the first three episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was a little slow, but I think it just something else was going on, and I just didn't have the time to dedicate to it. But, you know, as as you were mentioned, Game of Thrones, winter is coming. And now that everything <laughs> is out there, I like I can watch like they're they're going to season six, right? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are four seasons out there now. So that's a pretty good that's a pretty good week long snowed in binge yep. for me and me and the dog to to hunker down in front of the iPad with. So drink up. And yeah, <laughs> and they've announced uh, they're only going to do two more seasons. So there is an end in sight, which they're building towards. It is it is a fantastic show. It is well worth the time. You should be watching it. Go binge it. Let me know what you think. Uh, I think it's absolutely fantastic. One thing that oh, wait, they are. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, they're on FX networks. And uh, one thing that they are not doing very well, though, is their SEO, because I was Googling it to get the site to put in the show notes and came across the Americans.org, which is the first result. I am not going to say anything about that. It is in the show notes. You uh, uh, at your own risk. Yes, at your own that. peril. Uh, go check that out. We'll we'll discuss that on on next week's media candy. <laughs> yes. Um. I, yeah. No. I will definitely check this show out for sure. Um. It, I, I I was just worried that they weren't going to be able to sustain the plotline, but they obviously have. So it's all mm-hmm. good. They are, and it's fantastic. And speaking of fantastic shows, and absolutely fantastic shows, or fabulous shows, as I think you mentioned before, I have been watching Ab Fab that you turned me on to. Oh, good. You're um, enjoying. I'm enjoying it. I'm in. I'm in. What's, what's there not to enjoy? It's freaking hilarious. It is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, what's not very funny, but is just, oh, it's so good, is Preacher on AMC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because I, I love the comics. This is a departure from the comics because they couldn't do what they do in the comics on television. Right. So this is Seth Rogen, and I forget his writing partner's name. They, they've changed a bit of it, but they've, they've kept the spirit of it. Um, it's... You have to just just watch the first two episodes there. You'll get you'll get hooked in. They've got great ratings. They're not going to get canceled. So you're, you're safe. You're okay. safe. 
from All that. Right. What we're unfortunately not safe from is Mel Gibson because he is uh, he's doing a Passion of the Christ sequel. Uh, spoiler alert: He comes back from the dead. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Nope. That's it. <laughs> Passion of the Christ Part Two. Well, what else is he going to do? Nobody's going to give him a role anymore, and he's got the money. So. Well, no. He, I mean, he's been in movies. They. He he's been doing movies. Nobody will go see them though because Mel Gibson's in it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he's yeah. nobody. Uh, I no. would pay money for there to be a scene where Jesus calls someone sugar tits. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a sugar tits. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> but speaking of Back from the Dead, The Descendants, one of my mm-hmm. favorite punk bands of all time. They've got a song out right now that's really good called Victim of Me. There'll be a link in the show notes to the SoundCloud version um, and a link to a, an article on Vice about the coming back of the band. And they're doing the main tour this year, you know, of all the stadium shows, probably not doing uh, smaller shows because they're in their 50s and they don't yeah. have to do that anymore because uh, they're no. the fucking descendants. So um, the song, I like the song. I thought it was pretty good. Definitely worth uh, checking out. I'm really happy that they're coming back. The uh, album should be out next month. Cool. I was uh, never a huge fan, but I did have one of their albums and enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, I, I, I hope that album was their album. Enjoy. I, I don't recall. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Oh, so good. I want to talk a little bit about Silicon Valley. Oh uh, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? They're nailing everything, man. They're unbelievable. I'm loving it. Uh, the whole thing about passing on Slack and I don't get Slack. Is it email? Is it <laughs> is it chat? I don't understand. <laughs> I loved it. I love this show. It is so good. The thing, the first three episodes I thought were crap, but they yeah, finally slow, they've got their just, legs under them now. It was a slow start to the season, uh, much like you were talking about the first season of Americans. They've had a slow start, but there is nothing I don't like about it. Uh, from the friendship thing and not having friends, from the sending out the the invitations to beta and like, well, I only have 10. You own the damn company. Why don't you give yourself more? Yeah. But, but I only have 10. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. No. I love it. I love it. I love every part of it. It's very fucking funny. It is very funny. And I'm I'm very happy that they 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 picked it up. <laughs> and uh I, the cliffhanger last week was was really good. The cliffhanger with that and Game of Thrones last week was just like Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, I'm just like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> it was a good Sunday. It, it was, was definitely a good Sunday. Moron <laughs> of the week. When the internet makes fun of you, don't try to take it down. Don't do a Gavin Belson. Don't Hooli scrub yourself. Don't, don't Hillary do Clinton yourself. Don't Hillary Clinton yourself, although she didn't do that. Right. On you know, In theory, somebody else did that for her. Never do it for yourself. Guns N' Roses singer Axl Rose has issued a DMCA takedown request with Google in an attempt to scrub the internet of the picture that inspired the Fat Axl meme, according to reports. This was a big deal in 2011 when they did one of their first shows and a photographer took a shot of Axl looking slightly rotund while singing <laughs> on stage that inspired a brief bout of hashtag fat axles, uh, including a, a bunch of different photos with different, uh, basically taking the lyrics to many of his songs, like take me down to paradise city, take me down to bakery city where the pies are tasty and something, something. So it was very, very funny, but it died and it went away and it wasn't a big deal anymore until Axel Rose issued this request and it is trending hardcore again. Good. This is exactly the opposite of what you wanted, Axel. Well done. Yeah, he obviously has never heard of the internet or knows how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> Derp. Derp.
Jeff's not dead! Oh no, it's not! The Guardian has an article that's been getting passed around on the internets, particularly on Facebook. Uh, Take it with a pinch of salt, the food marketing myths we've swallowed whole. This article is fascinating in and of itself as it basically goes through many of the things that we have believed to be true about food for a long time and breaks it down. And we find out that they started as marketing and there's no real science behind a lot of these things, including that caffeine stunts growth. Not true. Doesn't happen. Started by a company that was trying to market themselves as a caffeine-free morning beverage in the 1800s. So held back by coffee, this boy never stood a fair chance was one of the ads with a small kid. A whole bunch of these, eight is not the magic number. Drinking eight glasses of water a day is great if you enjoy peeing, but generally it's unnecessary. Again, this was a water company marketing plan that was started up. Carrots, spinach, I mean a bunch of these. This article's fascinating. Go read it. Um, a lot of this stuff is, is complete and utter bullshit that we've just been told or thought to believe is true because of marketing. The funny thing about this is as I was reading this on my cell phone from a friend that posted it on Facebook. The people also shared articles underneath that, uh, having just read about how drinking eight glasses of water is completely unnecessary and doesn't actually do anything. How drinking three liters of water a day took 10 years off my face is the uh, next article that comes up. This is the problem with the internets. (laughs) On the one hand, we have the article that actually does the science. On the other hand, then I'm immediately served up an article that is pseudoscience bullshit. Yeah, and I can just tell you, no, uh, changing the lighting took 10 years off your face, honey. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm a photographer. This is a complete and utter bullshit article. So, internet, fail. Are you kidding me? Love it! As I was in Canada land uh, all last week and obviously spent a lot of time there, we like to make fun of them, eh? And the way they say a boot, Uh, they don't really say a boot. And there's an insanely long article. Insanely goes, long. I wanted to, I wanted to kick you in the boot about this. Deep <laughs> into the history and the specific scientists, scientific dialects, and where it may have came from. And they're not really saying a boot. It's more like an a boot. In they're saying wow, a boat. This is a great <laughs> article. TLDR. They're saying a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's worth the read because it's quite funny. So, but I, it, 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 I mean. It gets really deep in the weeds. You got to admit that about just, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Diphthongs, monothongs, chicks in thongs, all of that. It's, it's that's, But that's what I love about it. The fact that it's got that deep about a boot. I need to <laughs> I need to dig into Atlas Obscura more because. I was about to make that point. The best thing about this is Atlas Obscura. What an amazing site. Um, I heard this on uh, the morning dump yesterday. Bob uh, Fogarty, who was my driving partner on the way from uh, San Diego to Chicago, had their app open all the time, like pulling up random facts about things we didn't have time to stop and look at. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this uh, Atlas Obscura is amazing. I highly recommend that uh, everybody go check it out and just scan through it. I mean, what a great site. Where have you been all my life, Atlas Obscura? Um, obscured, apparently. Yeah, obscured. <laughs> Totally about that. And the other article that I found is the weird thing that makes you drink more wine. Uh, again, sadness. Well, sadness. <laughs> sadness makes me wow, drink more wine. That's the first thing. Wow, I feel bad for you right now. <laughs> you have met me. You know, you do know. I know. It's just your go-to with sadness. Oh. <laughs> I do, and, but yes, go ahead. I, 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 I have something to say about this, though. Any friends of the show that happen to be living in Chicago, could you please reach out to Jason this week? I think he needs a hug. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, not a I, wine hug. I need a hoog. <laughs> a hoog. <laughs> um, 
basically they've done a study and and restaurants i'm sure are paying attention to this uh if you put the same amount of wine in a bigger glass you will drink more of it uh when standard vessels were swapped for larger ones wine sales went up 14.4 percent in the bar area and 8.2 percent in the restaurant portion um which is pretty substantial uh, and I'm expecting that you'll see this all pretty soon. Now, this has no effect whatsoever on my drinking. I drink until it's gone, and then if there's more, I open that one. Right, so, yeah. yeah. But I can I, I, I noticed this. My friend and I used to talk about this. When we'd go to a bar or a restaurant that had giant glasses, and your glass of wine was like, you know, 10% of the glass. <laughs> like They'd give you a... You know, yeah. a tankard, and there'd yeah. be a little bit of wine, and you drink it faster because you think, oh, I'm at the end of the glass. I can just knock it out. You know, you have that mental image that, oh, it's at the end. I can just, you know, yeah. have it's a swim. There's not that much there. I'll finish this, and I can totally have another glass. Exactly. That's, that's the, the uh, stuff that works. So, yep. Uh, on a related note, somebody a couple of years back got me that uh, joke wine glass that fill, that, that <laughs> fills a bottle. The, yeah. the entire you pour the entire bottle into. Yep. I use that as my regular wine glass. It's great. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. I've actually and, had one of those before too, and I have done that. And it's not from sadness. Closing shout out! The summer of soccer is a go. I'm very excited. Uh, so you know, every four years you've got the World Cup, uh, but the two-year icebreaker in between that we end up with the Copa America, which is uh, North America, South America, Central America. I was thinking and- John Le- Child Online Protection Act, <laughs> or <laughs> John Lyon- Child Online Privacy Protection Act. Am yeah, I not that. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, not that. that. I'm and, a nerd. Uh, I'm a nerd. You know, okay. Yeah, you're a nerd. And some of the uh, kind of Jamaica and Haiti and things like that are thrown in there as well. That started last week. Uh, USA has a big game on Saturday that I'm very excited about. It's win or go home. Um, and the Euro Cup starts, as mentioned earlier, so the Euro Cup starts today with the first match of uh, France against, I can't remember who they're playing for the opener, but uh, for, you know, important for me, Germany's first game is Sunday. So Saturday and Sunday, I shall be at the Main Street pubs in enjoying my favorite game oh enjoy yourself i highly i i I, I cannot wait for a report uh i might actually throw some on if i can find it on the internet because i don't have a tv and i need something to watch while i'm working uh it's all over i think fox sports is doing all of it so is it online yep okay great so just get your ass out to a pub Maybe you'll be a little bit less sad. No, it's not about sadness. It's about making money. (laughs) And remember that that line point that I said, figure out how to pay rent? Right, right. I I do that by working on the weekends. Well, the games are early, so it could be happy hour prices. That means I would probably not be able to work the rest of the day because of sadness. Well, Saturday, (laughs) Sunday, you shouldn't be working anyways. No wonder you're sad. I have to. Anyway, I would like to throw out a hearty thank you to Seth from the Grime Life podcast for the giant box of shirts that he sent over and uh, the custom one that I will be taking a photo of that is pretty fucking rad. It's uh, I, I was getting ready to go buy a bunch of new shirts because I left my entire wardrobe in California when I left. And I had, I've, I've been living in the same five Hanes beefy tees for like, you know, a month and a half now. And they're pretty, pretty well done. <laughs> um, I am washing them. So, uh, but yes, no, I was going to go buy a whole bunch of stuff and this big box of shirts shows up and, and they're pretty awesome. So I will, I'll uh, throw a picture of them up. And uh, thank you, Seth, for sure. And go check out the Grime Life podcast. If you uh, missed our episode on it, there will be a link in the show notes to that as well. Where are my shirts? Um, He likes me more than you. You know? Whatever. (laughs) That's the way it goes. Anyway, and also uh, Trent Hamilton, friend of the show who wrote our iOS app. Mm. um, He's interviewing at Facebook today. (laughs) And uh, I am am very, half of me is like, what What the fuck? fuck? 
And the other half of me is, you go, girl. Go get that job. Yeah. You'll be able to afford another Porsche. I know. You'll be rolling. He will add, like, the cool factor of Facebook will go up, like, 320,000% if he gets a job there. Yeah. Tattooed rock and roll drummer dude rolling in with two Rottweilers and a Porsche. He'd be like, eh, it's my fucking place now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get uh, Zuckerberg using one password. Uh, please do. Da, 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 da. And uh, a welcome back to the throne to Jordan Cooper. We appreciate that he's back on the air with the morning dump. He took a very long hiatus. And you know why he took a hiatus? Why? Because he had to go make money. So oh, yeah. he skipped the podcasting thing for a while to go make some money. Um, but now he's back. And if you'd like to go check out the morning dump, you will hear the theme song that the grumpy old geeks bought back when we were up to speed. Oh, yeah. And it's a pretty good it's a pretty good theme song, I think. Excellent. So check it out. Morning dump. It'll be the morning in the dump. show notes. Uh, good to have you back, Jordan. And maybe we can uh, chat a little soccer on Twitter while we go through the uh, Copa America. Should be fun. Uh, one meme going around, uh, and this is about all I have to say about politics at the moment. Uh, Cicero, back in 43 BC in the Roman Empire, he wrote a philosophy that is still valid, and I agree with this 100%. Number one, the poor work and work. Number two, the rich exploit the poor. Number three, the soldier protects both. Number four, the taxpayer pays for all three. Number five, the wanderer rests for all four. Number six, the drunk drinks for all the five. Number seven, the banker robs all the six. Number eight, the lawyer misleads all the seven. Number nine, the doctor kills all the eight. Number 10, the undertaker buries all the nine. Number 11, the politician lives happily on account of all the 10. Well, there you go. There you go. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason DeFilippo, and you can check me out at jpd.me. And I'm Brian Schillmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter at Slender Fungus. Grumpy Old Geeks is a partially fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars or tell a friend about the show. Preferably tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music if you can figure out how to make it work. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG and get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 163. Da, da, da.